Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. Our primary focus is the marriage relationship. However, the topics are applicable to the relationships that we value most. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. You know, as we prepare for the Rich Relationship Podcast, I felt it was time that we actually shared the who and the what and the why about the podcast. Who were you thinking about all of this about the podcast before we even started it? Well, I think it's important that people know who we are and why we are actually doing this podcast. So this first episode is going to be called It's Not About Me, It's About Us. And I think that's so appropriate because rather than listening to a podcast, not knowing the origin or the the people who actually created it, during this first episode, episode one of the Rich Relationship Podcast, you're going to learn who we are and our story. Before we can explain the podcast, I think it was important to talk about the beginnings. You know, as we spoke about our first meeting from my perspective and from your perspective, it was an opportunity for me. It was an opportunity to meet a pretty girl when we were 15 years old. And you can share how you got my attention. (laughs) Thank you for complimenting me and calling me a pretty girl. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, the way I got Gil's attention was... um, I actually was sitting, we were sitting at a desk, we were working for the city of Detroit, and I was sitting at a desk, and he walked into the room, and I was smitten. And for, to give a point of reference, this was summer of 82. Ooh. And to get his attention, what I did was, I I rolled my pencil off of the desk, because I wanted to get his attention. I didn't know any other way to do it. This was before cell phones and technology. So we just had to use good old fashioned creativity. (laughs) It was the date that, you know, we actually dated the summer, but I thought, yeah, I I go back to when we actually started after I picked up, we just talked and used to ride the bus together and those types of things. But as we dated for that summer, I thought we should break up. Needless to say, I got cussed out. This was be, <laughs> I mean, I got cussed before Christ. Out. Yes, he did. He did. I, I was very upset. I did not do very well with, and I still don't do very well with rejection. I've just learned to handle it differently. But yes, I did. I let him have it and said some really mean, vulgar things and... That was not a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah, that that puts it mildly. You know, we talked off and on throughout the actually the next couple of years. I remember when after that tongue lashing, after we <laughs> went our separate ways, and and I think I was a a sophomore going into my sophomore year, and I think you were a freshman. We uh, we went a couple of years where we actually just remained friends. And after I graduated from high school and I went off to college, it was, well, I actually didn't go away to college. I stayed locally in in, in Detroit. Uh, I seen her again and I was intrigued by this girl I had seen at the mall. And I was looking and I was like, I know her. And I'm saying this to myself and you were just walking through the mall going back. It looked like you were coming from a break, going back to your your job. And I seen it and I was like, who is that? You know, and I was with my friend and I was thinking, I got to prove, you know, I know this girl, you know, you always want to impress your boys and all that kind of thing. So I kind of went over to you and got your attention, just started talking to you. Man, what were you thinking back then? Um, Who 
is this guy? I he seems. Oh, you remember me? You remember? I don't remember you. I do not fall for that. Okay, before his hair was short, and now his hair is long, and he has this blonde tail, and it's curly, and I didn't remember him from the way he looked, but he was very um, creative with his. Uh, catchphrases, and he had this catchphrase he would always say was, a water, water, water. Man, that sounds so stupid. <laughs> but he said that, and that's when he said, you know me, Gil, a water, water, water. I said, oh, I remember now. So that's what made, prompted my memory to remember who he was, because it wasn't the way he looked, because he looked totally different. Right. This is like, a couple years later, I think I was like 18 now. I had already graduated, and like I said, I was already in school, so you're going into your grown adult body, I guess you could say, you know. But we actually started hanging out as friends. You know, at the time, I had a girlfriend. However, when that relationship ended, you and I started hanging out, and we started dating. And But we were literally just friends in the beginning. Yeah, we really you know, were. we were actually going out, you know. This sounds crazy now, but I remember having a girlfriend, but I could go out with you and it was strictly platonic and we would just enjoy each other's company and have fun, you know. But after we broke up, like I was saying, after we broke up and we started dating, it was still that same friendship that was still there. I think that was important because our relationship started out as As friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, so once I broke it off with her, we got, I think, a little bit more serious. And we actually started sharing really life together. Life, major life decisions. You know, and finances. Right. Decisions about our future. And I remember being in Belal and us making commitment to each other that we would always choose love over careers and money. And we were broke as I don't know and what. We and didn't have nothing. And you already talked about remember money staying on the bridge, and, and having stuff and assets. And they didn't have none of that stuff. Yeah. You know, and for those who are listening who don't know or are not familiar with Detroit, Bell Island is actually a little spot in Detroit, right in between Detroit and Canada that a lot of people go and you just cruise. But now I think they actually hold the Detroit Grand Prix there now. So it's it's not the same as when we were growing up. But right. that used to be a spot that we had back in Detroit for those who are are listening from Detroit who know exactly what so I'm talking about. So shout out to Detroit. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. We love you, Detroit. <laughs> so in April of 88, I joined the Air Force and we got married in that following December in Minot, North Dakota. Freezes oh my gosh. the reason. And I thought we knew Cole from Detroit. Man, we had no idea. <laughs> and you know, when you say that you love someone for better, for worse, in sickness and in health, till death do you part... Reason is the reason in my not. And I, that said a lot about our commitment to each other and how much we love each other. Because going to Minot was no joke. <laughs> it wasn't no joke for me either. It yeah, was and we, went, we left everything that we knew, everyone that we knew. And I was a, a new stylist and I was working in a salon and was offered a position to manage the salon. It's called Salon 1999. And I made the decision to choose my marriage over that job because of that commitment we made on Belal. And so it's all about making decisions and making commitments and keeping those. And that's some of the things that have been kept us in love with each other. You know, and I think about it, even as a young person, I've always wanted to be married, even though my parents got divorced at a young age. And, and even in the show, we're going to get into some of that later on, but they got divorced at a young age. When I remember being younger that I didn't have a good example of marriage around me on a day-to-day basis, but I knew it was something that I wanted. 
You know, I even at a very young age, I just knew, man, I want to be married. You know, I want to have a wife, you know, not even knowing what that would entail. But even as a young kid, don't why you laughing at me? Even as a young kid, I was just still like, I want a wife. You know, while guys are at that younger age, maybe not when I was 18 or something like that. But I knew as far back as I can remember, I just wanted a wife because maybe it was my mom and I seen her as a wife. And I was like, I want a girl like that, you know, and and you have surpassed even some of the things that my mom was. I didn't marry my mom. I married somebody actually, I think, better than not better than my mom, but better at marriage than my mom was because she had a divorce. So that was something that I knew deep down that I wanted early, you know, and I remember as we were in the Air Force and at Minot, like we were talking about, and one of the guys that I had met that I worked with, he knew I was a newlywed and those types of things. And one of the things, everybody want to give you advice when yes. you're starting out, you know, and not knowing anything, being a newlywed, the early advice that I got was, if you want to have a good marriage, you just need to work on your marriage. And I said it like in our intro video, that story resonated with me and I still remember it, but I, because I actually sat back and I was like, what does that mean? And he gave me nothing. He didn't tell me no advice, didn't give me any details. He just, no wisdom. He just said, work on your marriage. And I'm looking at this guy. I haven't, I can't even remember the guy's name, but if I think back to it and I remember, I couldn't even tell you what he's doing now. You know, I don't know if he's still married or if he's still together or, or what, you know, but that's just something that I thought about. And I was like, hmm. So I think that started this journey of, the rich relationship podcast of the origin today is going back to that one little piece of advice about if you want to get married, just work. Well, when you're married, work on your marriage. That still is like, so that's what this is really all about for, for me. When I think about the rich relationship, you know, some of the things that we were going through at church was what's next. And I mentioned that also in the video about what's next. And that's what this is really all about is taking the things and the principles and the tools that we've gained over the 30 years and saying, hey, let's share that with some people, you know, and that's that's a part of this whole mission and this whole journey. And, you know, it was so funny to me on the for me thinking about growing up, my parents, my mother was never married to my father. Um, she was never married to any of our fathers. And. I never wanted to be married. And people would always and I say change your mind. <laughs> yes, you did. I don't want to have I don't want to get married. I don't <laughs> want to have children. Um and I remember a lady telling me, You're gonna meet someone that you're gonna love and you're gonna wanna fill the world with little people just like them. And, and I we said, got a you little person. The wrong person. <laughs> that is not me. However, we did we didn't fill the world. Well, genetically we didn't. I mean, relationally, we filled the world with people that are like my husband. But we only have one but treasure. We have one treasure, which is Aaron Beavers, and we did have my have my sisters that we helped raise them and we adopted them. But as far as giving birth to a child, we did that one time. Right. And I think for me, the reason why I didn't want to get married was because I really didn't see it as being an individual. I saw being married because my grandparents have been married my whole entire life. My aunt and uncle had been married. They got married when I was 11. So I did have great examples, but I think because of my own internal issues and struggles, instead of accepting what I saw that was good, I only focused on the negative. Mm -hmm. And so when Gil and I started really dating and were in a committed relationship, he made me realize that 
someone can really love you unconditionally and love who you are and not the idea of you. And that was what made me change my mind or my heart about marriage because, Mm -hmm. and, but I always knew that when I got married, it was going to be forever. I didn't believe in divorce. And that's one of the things we would always say was that marriage is forever until death do us part. And for many years, we would even teach Aaron that because Aaron would ask me, well, what would we do if, if one of us cheated? We'd say we'd kill the other person. <laughs> and we had to realize we had to stop telling her that because she believed that you could kill your spouse. And so but- you know, our stories make us who we are. And everyone's story is valuable and it has a purpose. And it's funny when you're living your life and just living your story, you never know how your story is going to impact someone else. And I think about, you know, Gil was talking about how growing up he wanted to get married and how he always thought of marriage. I think it's amazing how two, and that, that's the beauty of marriage to me, how two people can come together and become one. And I, I look at Gil's personality and I look at my personality and how different we are, but I just look at how we've learned to become one because I respect who he is. I respect what he brings to the relationship. But I could think about stories in younger, in our younger years, in our marriage. I remember one time we were sitting in a car and we just felt ourselves getting so upset. And we just stopped and said, wait a minute. What were we getting upset about? I don't that. even remember what we are getting upset about. But I just remember the things that we learned about conflict. And I think about how we learned to deal with conflict and deal with the real issue and not being mad at one another. And so the little things like that that we can share with people, things that we are not just that we are actually practicing. I think about the things that we're learning today, you know, the things we're learning about um, how we communicate. And I, all of those are things that we can share, not only from what we were taught, but also from what we're experiencing, what we're living every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what makes a marriage. It's just like tapestry. So it makes it beautiful. It's because we are, we're not all the same. And I think about how many times, you know, one of the things we've always been committed to is not using the D word, never throwing that out there. And so I think that there's just certain things that you have to establish in your relationship. And we're early. talking about divorce, right? Yeah, the okay. D word. No, I just want to yeah. make sure we're talking about divorce. <laughs> divorce. How we made a commitment early to not say that, to not use it as uh, ammunition or to not use it as a way to control the other person. And I just think about things that we learned. Because I, what I understand is that the biblical principles work whether you're saved or unsaved. There are certain things we decided we weren't going to do. We weren't going to call each other out each other's name. We weren't going to put our hands on each other. We weren't going to go to bed angry. And all those things sound little, but those are the things, those are the practices and those are the habits and the decisions we've made that's allowed us to still, after a total of 37 years being together, being able to do something even like this. Because, you know, there are people who say, oh my gosh, how could you work with your husband? Well, I actually like my husband. It's the difference between loving someone and liking them. And it's because he works at being likable. Just like I try to work at being likable. You do. You do. You know, and it's it's something you have to be intentional about. It doesn't just happen. You can't ignore or neglect the needs of the other person. There are so many things we've done that has helped us, you know, marriage conferences. We've only gone to... Like, what, one or two? No, no, we've been to more than that. I mean, as far as where we went away. Oh. 
You mean like actually traveling? Yes. Sure. You sure. know, you have to constantly do things to, to work on your marriage as far as tuning it up and having getaways. But the ones we've gone away to have been the ones that have probably been, I can remember the most. Mm -hmm. But you can't say that you want to have a good marriage. You can't say you want to have good relationships and you're not willing to do the heavy lifting. Right. And so I'm, I'm just excited about this journey because, again, I said it in the video this was not my idea. This was my husband's idea. And when you have someone who is very um, introverted, introverted, just say it, introverted, and, and they make a decision to do something like this to go public, you know it's God. And so I'm, I, I commend you, Gil, and I, I admire you. I admire you as a man, as a father, as a husband, as a lover, as a teacher. Just being able to share who you are with the world, because I know how wonderful you are, but it's just great to be able to have other men who may not have a father or who may not have an Uncle Gil. We all need people in our life that can help shape us. And I think that as a woman, the biggest impact in my life have been men. Mm -hmm. God, my father, Willie Rankin, and my husband, Gilbert Beavers, those men have, you know, my uncle Ed, you know, I've, I've had great men in my life. You know, I can name them all, but women need men in their life that don't want anything from them, mm -hmm. you know? And one of the things that I, I was the aggressor in our relationship. And I remember trying to be aggressive and I remember Gil wanting to wait. And that says something about his, even with him making the decision to break up with me, that's still looking back on it now as an adult, I realized probably in my 30s that that showed his character. When a guy wants to break up, wait until he, he wants to break up with you because he's like, well, I might want to date other people and you might want to date other people. That just didn't seem, didn't make sense to me because I wanted what I wanted. Right. And so I'm just grateful looking back on our journey and looking back on our life and looking back on our story. I'm so grateful for every part of it because it's all made us. Who we are today and that's we where are, we got today. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's what we can share and that's what we have to offer. So our marriage is not perfect. We're not perfect. It's just a matter of sharing what you do have. And sometimes people feel like, well, my marriage is not good. So what do I have to share? The best way to get better, the best way to get healthy and it's something I've learned from Church of the Highlands. You don't get better by staying alone in isolation, picking your wounds. You get better by serving and helping others. Sure. Because when you get out of the way and you get yourself off of your mind, that's how you can really help people. That's where real life change comes, comes from relationships. Right. And so I hope that this um, podcast will provide people with hope and instructions and most of all community. And one of the things you said about what we want to provide, you know, some of the topics that we're going to be covering. The you, 10 you, pillars. Well, it's, it, it's 10, but it's actually more than 10. It's a lot of different topics. We're going to cover 10 pillars and you're going to find out what that's all about. But we have hot, which is honest, open and transparent. We're going to be talking about communication, commitment. Um, we're going to actually have you being able to grade your marriage and grade your relationships. There's going to be some personal assessments. Um, conflict resolution, roles and responsibility. So it's going to be a, a lot of content and a lot of stuff that actually covers that we can hopefully help people put in their toolbox to to help them with their relationships, especially in their marriages. So, that's so you're going to get to listen and it's going to be things you're going to have to physically do. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. This is not just 
putting some information in your ears. You know, we don't have a knowledge problem. Most of us have an application problem. You know, this world we're in the information age right now. You can have as much information about whatever subject you want, whenever you want. But the work comes in actually taking that information and applying it to your real life. That's where it, it, it really rubber meets the road, as they would say. That's so important that, you know, if you only take out of the things that we're going to be talking about and apply a couple of them. Great journey. It's been there's been so many people that have shown me what to do and yeah. what not to do. And I feel that it's a responsibility because the Bible says that the older generation should teach the next generation. So I feel that rich relationships is a great opportunity to physically and um, relationally make deposits in people's lives. And, and that's important that you want to contribute. And that's what where our goal is with this podcast. As we start in the, this mission or this journey to talking about relationships, we're going to be covering a lot of different aspects that we talked about in the intro that we did a, a few weeks ago. And I think that's important that we share and we constantly learning, you know, you never, never stop, you know, and I think you, you mentioned earlier about having good examples that is so important, but unfortunately a lot of people who are, have good marriage relationships, uh, sometimes they don't really share them, you know, with, and unless you go to a marriage conference, you can always hear teachings. There's great people out there doing things, um, good lessons and, and programs and curriculums and all those types of things. But sometimes you can't get to a conference if you're in the middle of a situation or a state in your marriage that may not be the best. You want to be able to have resources now, exactly. not when a on conference. Demand. Yeah, yeah, on absolutely. Demand. And in this day and age we're in, you can get a lot of things on demand. And this is one of the resources that we want to put out there for people to have as we we, we don't make promises that we're going to have all the answers and we're going no, to we be able to have all solutions. But we want to be able to contribute to people finding a better way of maybe doing some of the things that they do now do it in a different way, yeah. you know, and even sharing some of the information that we have assimilated into our marriage um, that has helped us over these 30 years, you know, as we've been together and we still happily together and still like each other mm -hmm. as we sit here in our studio, a.k.a. closet, recording <laughs> this, you know, just because it has a good sound and we want to make sure we try to put the best forward yes. with this with this journey. So that's important to us. You know, and I think it's amazing that after being together for 37 years, because we dated for three years before we got married, and I, I think that's important. You know, I think it's important that you get to know people in different seasons, that you see them when things are going good and things are going bad and when they're at their, on their best and when they're at their worst and when they're, they look great and when they look bad and when they're sick. And so we say all those things. But when you really get to do that, and I think that what I love about rich relationships is that it's not just because of a book we wrote. It's really because of the life we live. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important that people get to see um, our niece, Dershawn. Um, she always would say that we were her happily ever after, that we show her that marriage could work. And I think that people need people that they can see and touch. You know, we talked about Facebook. Facebook is great, but we want to be face to face. Right. So not only are we going to be providing information, we have a 
plethora of friends who live all over the country who have so many different things that they're going to bring to the table. So it's not just us. You're not going to just no. hear Gil and Renee. You're going to hear all of our friends, and they all have different areas where they're subject experts, and we're going to bring them in because there's areas that we are struggling in, that we are not the greatest at, but we do have friends who we can actually bring them on the show and actually provide that area of expertise for you all. Some of that instruction and guidance and wisdom. So people say work on your marriage. You know, there's, as you mentioned, that a whole bunch of awesome married couples that flashed through my mind. Some Mm -hmm. we have already contacted and talked to about this and some we are still coming for you. Yeah, we're we're coming coming for you. We're still going to be coming to talk to you and ask you to share you know, some of that wisdom and guidance and knowledge with, with other people, you know. Because... And it's not about being perfect. It's not, we're not doing this because we're perfect. We're not doing this because we have oh, all the answers. We're absolutely doing it because not. we had a need and there was nothing there. Right. So, therefore, we want to make sure that if we can prevent somebody from going through that lack struggles, yeah. or those struggles, that we want to make sure that we provide you guys with people that you can touch and talk to and be in relationship. We have, we I made a post that's in social media that says got questions, got wisdom, and that's going to be a part of our show. We're going to actually answer those questions. So if you have questions or you have wisdom you want to share, please send them to our email and we'll all that will be provided. But that's a way, you know, we're going to be using social media. We're going to be using the media. We're going to be using relationships. So this is not just about talking about relationships. We're going to actually be building and developing and cultivating our own relationships with each other as well as with other people. Right. So as we get this started and get this journey going, you know, we actually got a little set format and that we want to try to follow because I can be kind of repetitive and I love order and I love routine, you know, and I think people are a creature of routine, whether they admit it or know it or not. You like the same things over and over and over again. So we're going to try to provide some of that consistency to where you can and continuity that and you fun, can and fun and, and inspiration. We want to do all those things, inspire, educate and motivate and entertain. Sometimes yeah. Renee is probably more entertainment than I am, but we I will do my best. You <laughs> <laughs> was funny, too. He just has a different type of sense of humor. I'm just goofy. Right. Right. So the, we actually going to be like Renee mentioned, we're going to be talking about the our two community, we rich relationship community. We're going to solicit some questions from there. We're going to share with other people because as we mentioned earlier, this is a community. This is not just Renee and I, this is a community that we want to be nothing more than the facilitators and the distributors of information and and that we can all share in this information together as we build and get better in our marriages and our relationships with other people and colleagues and coworkers and families and friends and those types of things, because we all have struggles that that just like me thing is what we are trying to get because we all have problems and, and, and with problems, there's always solutions. And we know a guy that is actually there to do that. Um, so we actually going to be sharing that, like Renee was saying, from the social media community and those types of things as well. So I started the story telling about where we ended up and we got married. We were in Minot. So this is we've been married 30 years and this is. 10 moves. I think I counted it different locations, not counting the little onesies and twosies in between, but really 10 major moves, you know, that we've actually accomplished living in four, actually five different states, not counting overseas. And we did that a little while. And so, and even that being a military family, it was challenging. 
at times, you know, and even our military brothers and sisters who are out there, this is for you as well. And I hope you're listening and we pray for your your coverage and your safe return and your deployments. We know what it's like. We've lived it and we know it. We know how challenging it can be with that in your life. It's a whole nother dynamic. I think sometimes civilians really don't understand, even though I'm a civilian now, but it's still something that is a desperate need because from a, a wife's perspective, you are alone a lot with the yeah. kids. Yeah. And that can be challenging and put strain on a relationship and a marriage relationship and relationships with others, you know, so that's important as well. So we want to contribute that. So those 10 moves and we finally settled on where we're at right now in Alabama and we loving it. We like it. We 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 love the people. It's amazing. And yeah. I think this is something we're going to stick around for a little while. It may not be the metro area that a lot of people are accustomed to in big city life we live the big city life and right now this is where god has planted us so we want to grow where we are planted so we're going to do it from here at least that's where we started out with so that's what we're going to be doing with the rich relationship podcast and uh, hopefully we've explained some of the whys and why we're doing this what we're going to be doing how we're going to are and why you should even listen to us i mean who are we who are these people and what is rich relationships right we're just two individuals who love god and who have learned how to be one and love each other not because and love each other i love you baby right okay okay and you have to learn how to be individuals and be one and that is it takes work it doesn't just happen. Nothing that's good comes fast or easy. And so we have to show by our example and by the, the exercises we're going to have and the assessments we're going to have to really help us to learn how to be better for ourselves, for God, for our spouses, and for everyone we come in contact with. Right. Because relationships touch everyone's lives. Oh, absolutely. You are how you communicate, which is going to be really important. So we're going to be talking about that. That's really a, one of those foundational pillars that Renee mentioned at, at one of the 10. So that's important. Yeah. And it's, it's just important that we actually don't just hear it, that we actually have things that we're going to physically have to do. Right. You know, so the first thing we want you to do after this show is to share the show with your friends and your family because sharing the show allows people to get the help that they need and the thing that I love about this it allows people who are very private to still get help without anyone knowing so you can get help without anyone knowing but you want to share it with people because you can even just say that you just ran across it but it's important that we share the show because the way that we build a community is by listeners mm-hmm. and so it doesn't do any good for us to have invest the time and energy in prayer and providing this platform this community if we don't share it right so please we have to share it with the people that you love and even the people that you don't love it might help us get better so you were talking about sharing where can this information be found at I know you've been working hard on the social media side yeah we have instagram twitter facebook youtube pinterest and a website and the website's not updated yet we're still working on that so it's coming but hopefully by the time you know but everything else soon, can be found at what yes um, renee m beavers r e n e e m beavers b-e-a-v-e-r-s um at instagram twitter youtube pinterest um every platform because everyone is different you right. can also send us an email at richrelationships.us at gmail.com because everyone is different. We are available for conferences and workshops and seminars. However you feel comfortable connecting with us, being a part of what we're doing, 
we're available. We want to help. So those are just some of the ways to reach out and touch base with us. And we actually are are real people. We will respond. We don't have, we are a team of two right now. (laughs) A three. No, no, no. We got Jesus. So that's where we're going to be doing it. We're going to do it just like that. And as we grow, it's going to grow. So we will welcome those people who want to come and join us. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting us in your ears. We appreciate y'all. Just remember, we are stronger together. Let's grow.